I was having this conversation with our buddy Dylan yesterday, and I think at the finish, right, you have that split second of, you know, just the euphoria of finishing, right, and just being like, holy shit, just we just fucking did that. You know what I mean? But then after that split second, it was like, dude, you know, we had this journey of all of this training and the process of, dude, building, you know, a, a brotherhood with Martin, having no friendship with Martin before. Yeah, not building, knowing Martin. Building a brotherhood with Sean, not knowing Sean before, right? Just like that process and the journey and having so much fucking fun through training to get to that point. And then that euphoria finishes and you're like, dude, okay. Uh, you know, all that led to this. This was, you know, fucking cool. But after that, I was like dude it's done like what i i literally thought to myself like what's kind of next after this welcome back to the pursuit of property podcast today i'm sitting here with some studs and a goofball and uh, we are talking today about our half Ironman that we just completed on Sunday. Martin, welcome back for a repeat second week in a row. Special. Let's do it. <laughs> the silent let's do it. And then we have another repeat guest on, Coach Sean Tucker, who is the reason why the three of us even did this race. That's incorrect. Correct. I am not. I am not. Oh, the reason you did the race. Yes. yes. I thought correct. you were going to say the reason we finished the race. I was like, no. <laughs> you guys are the reason well yes i'm the reason 100 we're gonna sign up for another one today Texas. i i did not even think about that he was gonna go for another close go for the close oh boy. i signed up for indian wells so that kind of like manipulates you guys into doing it shut up okay now that we're here it's thursday after the race none of us have really talked a lot about uh what exactly the the personal experience was with the with the race we all know how we finished and uh, we also have sean's perspective of each of us and uh we're just gonna go free flow on this thing just kind of talk about how it went you guys want me to start yeah yeah <clears throat> well let's start at the podcast i thought you guys were full of crap right i thought you guys were i i don't know anyways we we finished the podcast and everyone signed up i think we actually had we had uh, nine kate and i counted it no uh, we had nine mm -hmm. people send us screenshots of paid for races wow <laughs> <laughs> i mean i would have joined but obviously that's not gonna happen i did run a mile with kate. you did absolutely Very proud did. of myself yeah and to clarify savage. you had you had a major medical surgery from yeah. doing nine For iron sure. man's prior <laughs> <laughs> so we all sign up um we get this like massive group text going um it kind of dies down obviously but martin scott cade and evan um they they brought me on as the coach we loaded everything up and we hit the ground running not much I, I don't know what was it a few weeks after maybe a month it wasn't that long after i mean we we got, we got right into it we got pretty serious about it once we got the bikes in may when up was until may? then like literally like april so 20 mm -hmm. 28th or 29th but we had it was some 28th. running and swimming prior to that our first workout was on april 28th it was a z1 30 minute run yeah <laughs> i remember yeah. going back and looking 
That's the OG run. The OG That's run, it. Dude. Zone one. I'd rather mobility not. Mobility run. Well, dude, I want to talk about training, Sean, and I'm curious because Scott and I, and I think even Martin, we were talking, like we had multiple conversations where we were like, dude, we're, I don't know about any of Sean's other athletes, but we were kind of tooting our own horn a little bit being like, dude, we're checking these boxes. Like we're not letting anything not let us check these boxes for the workouts. How... I don't know. From your perspective, is that what you want to see from your athletes? Is everybody checking the box, or like how, how was the training process from the coaches from your side? Right. So everyone, everyone wants to compare. That's like the initial human response, yeah. right? What's everyone else doing? How is it happening? What does Sean do? You see success, and you start to think Sean's this like fantastic coach. It doesn't work like that. Consistency is the key to every, we we chatted about this. It's all about consistency. Yes, you can you can create workouts, you can plug things in. There are ways to go about it. There are ways to complete your goals. There's all all of that stuff is part of it. Um, you build in recovery, you build in some build portions, you, you, all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> in the end, checking the boxes is I don't know ninety five percent of the work. When you're consistent, it becomes habitual. And if you build that habit over the last month or two to where you're almost obsessed with it it creates even more consistency leading into the race, right? So there's all these other things that happen when you're doing that. If we're consistently doing that, that means you guys are coming to me with questions. It can be anything. It could be nutrition. It could be the kits you're going to wear, the gear. Um, you know, how do we do this? How did we do that? Whatever it is, everything was consistent. We talked. There was feedback provided. There were questions. Um, and then we went out and we did it. Uh, and I mean, it was literally as simple to that. There's no other way to explain it all of my athletes that have done that, that have just checked every single box, have reached their goal or come pretty dang close to reaching their goal. That's not tooting my horn, that's tooting their horn. They are the ones that check the boxes, that get up early, that do all this stuff. I'm the one that's injured showing up to the track with an energy drink and a hoodie, <laughs> watching all you guys, <laughs> you know. Cheering us yeah, on. Like here's, here's Fat Sean just sitting on the bleachers, watching all his, his trim and, and athletic <laughs> athletes hit the track, uh, and I'm just sitting there like scrolling emails and, you know, pretending I'm cheering you on. When I am cheering on, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was the lay of the land the whole time. All three of you guys checked every box. It was easy. It was just bing, bing, bing. Other than Cade, like, going off to Mexico six times, you know. Um, I don't know. And hey, Martin going to Europe for a month. Hey, Oh, yeah. I'm I don't even, I forgot you even existed for a month. I mean, it was like, but of course, Martin's busy doing like 20-mile trail hikes. And, and I was and struggling so. with a 30-minute drunk treadmill run. Yeah, I, I'm I remember. Still, I'm still going to toot my horn. I checked the fucking box. So. <laughs> I remember you texting me. I'm like, this I've Snapchat. He, he Snapchatted <laughs> me a video of him running. Dude, and talking about early mornings, dude, Martin... You're an absolute fucking savage. The I goat. thought I thought I was pretty legit at, at at like, dude, I can get myself up and like, you know, do some early morning shit. Martin, you are an absolute fucking savage with those yeah. early mornings. We need to talk I, about that. We do. You need therapy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have therapists that work for me. He's dude, the Polish monster, up, okay? Dude, he but is. I admire dude, cuz Mark, we were having this conversation at the race. You know, we have our group chat for our group rides and stuff and everyone's like, "All right, you know, let's get our five you know 30 start maybe 5 45 and and martin goes i need to start at 4 a.m to be, <laughs> to uh, be my done. wife's running at 5 30 so let's just go ahead and call it midnight dude and, and, and call it midnight. <laughs> but that's where i'm like dude i was 
Dude, Martin, I admire just that discipline that it takes to just juggle that. Like, like you said, dude, like you have a newborn baby, you know, my wife has to get in her workouts. Like, dude, you're like, I'm going to get started at 4am no matter what. (laughs) And I know, I remember Martin joining us on our rides already an hour in and he's like, Hey guys coming in and all freaking all happy and shit. And we're like, Martin, how the fuck are you doing this right now? (laughs) Well, it's because my day is all planned out and I don't have time to do the workout later. And I do want to check that box and I do feel kind of high and great after the workout. So it's like, I'm just, even if I need to wake up at midnight or 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. That's not it's like, waking up. That's not going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, or that, you know, just like, it needs to get done. Uh, I can maybe take a 20 minute nap later or something, but if it needs to be done, it needs to be done. <laughs> You're a savage. Oh. I lost my early bird mug to this to guy. <laughs> our, our entity is early bird investments. And Martin was like, God, I'm ah. taking this from Scott. He doesn't earn it. Aww. <laughs> Yeah, I get. I got major FOMO, right? I would even screenshot. I'm like, well, I used I used to do that. Remember, I'd screenshot. Uh, yeah, you screenshot. Like, 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 I, I used to do that two a.m. rides. rides all yeah. The time. Now I'm like so jealous and hearing this. I'm like, dude, I used to do that. I need to get back in. Yes. Motivating factor. Right? All right, <laughs> let's jump to this. I'm curious. I was sick Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I clunked out Saturday night. I was blessed to just like I put my phone down at ten oh five. Right, like five minutes into the swim of the world championships. I fell asleep immediately. What about you guys? I I was I remember putting my phone on do not disturb and waking up to those texts. So I went to bed a little bit earlier and I knocked out like a rock. And I woke up a little earlier cuz I know Martin was coming to pick me up to then come to you guys. So my alarm was like 3:15, 3:30, but I knocked out the night before a little pretty early and same. I was like already exhausted around 8 p.m. and but the baby had to be put down, so I had, I was awake for another two hours, just trying to like you know feed her, help my wife, da da da, and then fell asleep at 10 p.m. Gotcha. And I woke up at 3:30 or something, three o'clock. Mm-hmm. You guys got lucky. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say we all kind of expected to not fall asleep easily. It took me a few races to like understand that it's okay to go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> at all. And well, it's the worst feeling. To my sleep. anticipation was it was going to be like the nerves going through, and I wouldn't be able to sleep. But it was the complete opposite. I freaking knocked out, and I'm glad I did because it would have been even more miserable. Because was, you trained, because yeah. you were prepared, right? That that you consistently did that. It always comes back to the consistency. Like you guys knew every chat we had in that week before. Um, you would ask questions about sleep and it was just like, there's this, there's this. you guys were more prepared than I think you even like yeah. took hold of consciously because you would ask these questions, but you would answer your own questions every time. Well, I brought this, but I have this and I'm like, why are you even asking the questions? You guys already know all the answers. And, and that again, that's part of the process of coaching and the relationship between a coach and an athlete is actually being there and available for them to answer questions. Because if you do, I think it alleviates I don't know, 99% of the nerves, the preparation, all that stuff. Like, I wish I would have had that my first year. Um, I, I have had the greatest coaches ever now, but I'm just saying the first year was, yeah. I don't even know what I was doing. <laughs> I think the nerves really didn't hit for me until the bike was set up. I was like putting on my wetsuit and we were like, all right, let's go walk down to the start line. Like that was really the first time I got like pretty nervous. Oh shit, I'm going to do this. Yeah, because <laughs> up and until then I was, I, I feel like, we were all kind of still just messing around, joking around, <laughs> yeah. like, and then I got isolated 
at that the uh, transition because yeah. we were off. So you guys were on that one side, and then I was on my own. And that was like the first time I'm like surrounded by a whole bunch of random dudes who look super jacked, and I was like. <laughs> why am I in this group right yeah. now? <laughs> and uh, no, I think that was like literally the first time I got like really pretty nervous. Well, dude, but, and even before, I want to ask you guys, before we even get to the start of the race, <clears throat> showing up for check-in, just the environment, like how was the environment for you guys at check-in? Because I remember showing up to, uh, you know, the athlete village for check-in and everything. And I was like, dude, I was hyped because I don't know. Every, just the environment, the energy, I was like, dude, this is so fucking cool. Like, I'm getting super excited. Just everybody flowing in for the check-in, everybody doing their bikes. I was just getting super pumped. Would you say it was accurate how I explained it? Yeah. It's like, you're, got, it's like you're some adult, you guess real estate agent, tennis coach, right? You just pop up. It's like, oh, we're uh, competing in the Olympics today. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, so, it, it was a little intimidating. I feel like I got really anxious. I kept asking you a whole bunch of technical questions. Where do I where do I go to put my bike down? And you're like, you're going to find it. And you're like, what, what, how do I get this wetsuit off in time? You're, you're going to figure it out. And it was a lot of that stuff. I don't think I took in the moment as really? well as I could have. I think I was more like hyper-focused on, okay, how do I get, know exactly what this is going to look like? That's the grab. Every time I told you, you're going you're to start doing math and then you're going to start like, well, if I do one more, I could probably do 20 minutes. And I could have enjoyed it more if I did this. It's like, oh, what's another 400 bucks? All right, I already have all the gear. Signed up. <laughs> I kind of lo- love the whole atmosphere of just like so many different people in different shapes, but also like everybody's there, you know, pushing themselves to limits. Some because they want to break certain time. Some they just want to finish the race and just like uh, just the athletic atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I think it felt amazing to me. So did you see a bunch of random people there? Tall, short. Old, yeah, skinny, short, yeah. older people. Were you just, I mean, right? Were you just like, how is that person doing an Ironman? How old is that person? And mm-hmm. boom, here they are. They're all doing it. Yeah. All of them. They all do it. Yeah. And there's a lot of them that were like awesome. in their 50s, 60s that I think even finished before us. That yeah, lady we you know? saw had to have been 75. So there was a woman. She had to have been. Yeah. There was a woman over 65 who beat both of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She was the top finisher for her age bracket. And I think her time was like. 65. Her time was like five. 519 or something nice. like that. Well, there you go, and so, you see. And I'm like, dude, where what other environment are you going to get that array of just people like you said, Martin, just like having that common goal of just coming to like dude, different age groups, you know, male and female, different ages, like dude, freaking crazy. It was a really cool environment for me. Walking over to the start line, too, was a little bit ridiculous. Because at that point, everybody was like in wetsuits and you started realizing how many athletes were there. I think that was the other part. Like, I thought there was just a lot of spectators. There was just a lot of athletes there. Because, I mean, we filled up most of that beach from the pier to the start line. Yeah. Plus, there were people in the water. There were people still walking. Like, that was the first time that, like, the number of, like, almost 3,000, like, uh, competitors started like actually being visualized because up until then I was like 3,000 people is 3,000 people yeah. then I saw it and I was like dang there's a lot of dudes out here like a lot it kept going it kept going which is why you start in the front let's talk about that you told us to go to the front let's hear you talk about no, it no what did you think when you saw us standing in there did we look nervous I, 
I don't know. I mean, I have videos of you guys sitting there. Maybe maybe you looked like you were kind of being chatty on purpose, but I, I don't think you were that nervous. I think it was more like you realized the situation. It was like, okay, we're ready for this, but like you're nervous because you're doing it. But I mean, like I gave you guys instructions, go and do it, and you guys all did it. And I think it set you guys up for major success for the rest of the race. I mean, it was, in my opinion, what you three did was exactly what I had planned on happening, and it's exactly what I described as Which is was, going to happen. Go to the front, start at the front. You don't want to wait for an hour and a half to get in the water. It will mentally destroy you or, or create some side of uh, some sort of challenge. Um, just go in. If a couple people pass you, that's fine. You're going to come out of the water in the front, time. which you guys did. You swam both easily. Sub. I mean, you were what 124s, 126. Those are fast. Those are fast times. They weren't slow times. Period. And um, you know, all three of you were were out of the water within 40 minutes of the start of the race. All three of you. 44. Oh, sorry. For, <laughs> 44. So <laughs> e- either way. It was exactly what we had discussed. It was exactly what we planned, and it was executed perfectly. You were all out on the bike. You were the first, I would say, two or three hundred people mm-hmm. after transition when everyone everything was said and done. Mm-hmm. You missed the traffic. You missed the hubbub of all the people in transit. You were at the front. It provided a smooth day for you. Period. I uh, I swam zigzags in the course. I was like in a terrible place when I got out of that water. I watched that video of me getting out and going, oh, light work, light work. <laughs> I remember in that moment, I was telling myself I have to look happy because I told Kayla I would not look sad on this race. <laughs> Dude, the swim was hard. That swim was way harder than I had made it out in my head to be. Why? Uh, being sick, cold just hit different. Like I jumped in and was like immediately coughing, got super dizzy, got super confused. I know, Martin, you, you had somebody actually come after you for, for being in front of them in the yeah. water, right? Yeah. So I, when we started and then like, hey, go, go to the water. And we started running to the water, jumped in, run, 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 run. And then once I hit the water and start, you know, uh, swimming, I felt like I just hit the wall. And then just like all of a sudden from like freestyling, I went to like breaststroke. <laughs> I need to catch my breath. I need to stay above the water. And then just people were past me, past me, past me, past me, past me. And like maybe three minutes in and some guy was like, why did you start so early in front of us? You're so slow. Because your coach told you to. That's why. Yeah. No. I didn't have energy to tell him that. that and I would have loved just... to see that guy out of the water just Next say that to Martin. To Martin. And be, yeah. Because <laughs> um, there's no way. I was, just, been like, I was oh. just kidding. Let's go grab uh, a burger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me a Martin. Grass Give me finished a burger. I love you. <laughs> no, I, for me, I was swimming zigzags. I got out of the water slower. I really had in my head that the guy next to me who ended up placing second overall, that I was just going to swim right behind this dude. I'm a good swimmer. He's going to take the line. Immediately, I was not right behind him. And I think the mental aspect really like kicked in. But... You know, I think that that lingered with me for a little bit. And I, I told you, I clicked my watch back with the nerves. Uh, so I didn't start my timer. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I had timer. no clue how quick I had actually swam. And so, you know, I assumed the worst. And I think that didn't help. Had I known I had still swam yeah. a 28 minute and my goal was to swim like 27, I would have been like, oh, cool. I only lost a minute. Yeah, you know? We'll have to do it again to make up for that failure. Shut up. Shut That's up. Right. So did that like you going into the water swimming and that shock and then just people passing you did that kind of play a role in the in your mind yeah i was telling kayla i was like not in a good space in the swim i was swimming and i don't know why 
Sean, you probably have more about this with your just work and doing these races. But I don't know if you guys ever had this moment during your race, but I was like, bro, you should fucking quit. Like, this was the one thing you were supposed to be good at. You fucked it up. You just wasted all these people's time to come out and watch you just fuck up this swim. Like, you're not the best biker. You're not the best runner. So why are you even going to do it? And like, I was getting out of the water and I was like, God, I just drowned in that swim. No clue how fast I had gone. I just knew what I had experienced was a lot of hitting people diagonally. So I knew I was swimming longer than I needed, slower than I should have. But no, I like even when I by the time I got on my bike and the first 20 miles of my bike, dude, it was a lot of like, why are you even doing this? Just quit. Like you can just re-sign up for another race, but this isn't your day. I was this close to be telling one of these boys on the surfboard like, hey, I just I'm done. But then it's just like, well, I was like, even if it's going to take me an hour and a half to finish this swim, I just need to finish because we, we, you know, we did all this training and everything and uh, we have crew with us and coach with us and it's like, oh, it's, it's okay. And then kind of just kept swimming, breaststroking, freestyling, breaststroking, freestyling. Everybody's asking me, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> and then I got to the first red buoy, then the second red buoy. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just check my time. 24 minutes. I'm like, 24 minutes? And I, you know, I, I still have like just one straight line, right? To go to the beach. I was like, oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, I'm just going to keep going. Okay. And then, you know, cramps and everything else uh, kicked in and everything else. I was like, okay, I'm just surviving here in the water. But then it's a bike and run. So we'll see how it goes. Dude, that, that's in. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say the, the thing that kept replaying in my head was we had had a podcast a couple of weeks ago um i don't remember which one which freaking podcast it was but i kept tying in with what you what you had told us from the beginning was that there's there's going to be people that pass you there's going to be people that you pass it's all going to be like like i just kept reminding myself that I'm running my own race, right? And kind of just the shut it out. Time. And you like, destroyed us on the swim. Dude, like, mm-hmm. and people passing you on the swim, people passing me on the bike. And I'm like, dude, I, and because I remember you saying, like, do not let, especially on the bike, don't let those people passing you on the bike get in your head and try to smash the bike to keep up with them because it's only going to come back and bite you in the ass mm-hmm. afterwards. So I just kept, rem- literally, it had to have been. A few hundred, like, I don't even know, but it was literally like every 10 seconds, like literally telling myself in my head, you're running your own race. Keep like, let's go like running your own race, running your own race. Nice. Just trying to stay in the zone like that. How did you feel getting out of the water? Cause you crushed your swim. I felt good, bro. I felt, I felt good. I was you telling good too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was telling Sean. Cause remember at the very beginning, he was like, he was he was joking he was like you know what you need to do you need to you know sprint into the water and just smash it and go as hard as you can for 20 <laughs> minutes <laughs> and just go all out in the first five minutes dude i don't know if it was the adrenaline or just getting the feel of the wetsuit because we had never swam in a wetsuit through training so it's like kind of getting a feel for kind of how weird and heavy the wetsuit feels a little bit and i know like the first five minutes i was smashing and i could feel my heart rate going through the roof and i was like fuck okay <laughs> slow down i remember in sean's voice in my ear like slow down your heart rate and get into a groove so after like those first five minutes that was my focus just slowing down the heart rate and getting into a groove and just freaking going so getting out of the swim i felt freaking good what were your thoughts seeing us exiting the water hell yeah (laughs) 
I, like there was not a, all this stuff you guys are saying is just like nonsense to me. Like all I saw were you guys coming out extremely successful. Martin's like, oh, I swam whatever forty four. Yeah, my fastest Santa Cruz time was like thirty one. You're just over ten minutes behind me. That's not slow at in any way, shape, or form. And you were doing breaststroke half the time. I don't like you guys all popped out and it was just Bing Bing Bing. And, and Evan as well. And it was like, boom, we're done. Did that's, we look? That's literally how I viewed it. And disclaimer, although people may hear this and think, oh, why didn't he have them swim in wetsuits before? Yeah, we could have. But the benefit of not doing that at all, because all of these guys swim sub 120 in the pool, um, and it's a half Ironman, it's not a full Ironman, um, they're, they're fine. They're swimmers. They're fine. There's no big deal. We weighed heavy on the bike and a little bit on the run, but we definitely weighed heavy on the bike for this mm -hmm. training session to build to build strength, <clears throat> minimize injuries, which everyone has on their first build for any sort of endurance event like this. And um, it ended up exactly how I planned all the way through. Yeah. Did any of us look uh, out of it when the, when we got out of the water? Yes, all of you. But I, but I think that's normal. I think I look at it. I, I look at pictures from every race, the ones that you don't buy, right? You just look at them and it's like, I mean, it looks like your eyes have been sucked out of your head from the goggles. Like you've lost blood flow, probably because your body's, you know, horizontal in the water. Um, funny story. When you came out of the water, there was like, there was a kid that looked, uh, have you seen the video of you coming out of the water? No. I will. You have to look at it after. I, I thought it was you. I almost started videoing him. And then I was like, oh, yeah. oh, he finished next to me too. Yeah, I was like, there <laughs> yeah. is like, he finished a, the race next to me. <laughs> No, when you look, you're going to laugh. Anyways, you guys all looked um, like you had a rough swim, but that's also how you look when you come out of the swim. Everyone looks that way. Even Joe Olympic swimmer that had to finish 10 minutes in front of the entire race looked like he just died when he came out. You know? Yeah. So, okay, keeping this moving because the, nice. there's a lot to talk about. Okay, go. We hit transition. I have no clue Cade's in front of me. Um, just by luck i'm i beat you out of the transition i don't even see you because i was so in my head i think we hit out for the bike how are you guys feeling like heading into the ride i mean i i'll start first i was really mad at myself but i was also like bro i'm about to get passed by martin i'm gonna get passed by everybody here and so i was like really down on myself but uh i also really had to pee that was like the, the only thing i could think about <laughs> The way I felt is um, I was just happy to be out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> that will never go away. Yeah. Ever. For the rest of, you're, you're always going to be happy to be done. And then I got on the bike. I start biking. And I was like, I didn't really have time to like be even thinking about the swim. But then once I got on the bike and I start cruising for the rest of the race, I was just thinking about the swim until I finished the race. I was like, no way. That took so much of my really energy. really traumatized from that swim. Yeah. <laughs> so, but after the race, I'm like, I'm actually, I would like to go back and see what happened and swim again and see how I could do it without no, like, you Breast know. Breaststroke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no problem. I can make that happen. Let's do it. Okay. No, dude, coming out, I felt, starting on the bike, I felt really, I felt better than what I expected to feel on the bike. Because I... I, out of all the three, I was most nervous about the bike, but coming out and starting on the bike and I don't know. I just felt really good. I My body felt the best on the bike it had been 
throughout all of training, which I think was the best case scenario for me. Almost like you're a tapered or something. It's Almost, weird. yeah, kind of like we had a coach who knew what he mm. was doing and telling us it seems what like workouts you were, to do. You came out of the water <laughs> mentally super strong, probably the strongest out of all of us. Yeah. And then into uh, maybe that transition to the bike. Transition to the bike and still feeling good. I think there, and for the majority of the bike, I think there was one tipping point and I asked all you guys after the race, I was like, you guys on the first half, cause it's 56 miles total, right? Um, 28 miles, 28 out. miles out. So we were about 23 miles in because it was a loop. Right. And I was like, you guys, those last five miles on the first half, were you guys just fucking pissed about all that wind? Like, was it miserable for you guys? Cause that was the tipping point. I was like, the wind started getting super bad for those last five miles. T- miles 23 to 28 and i was like holy fuck dude fuck this i just want to get to the halfway point and turn around um and then on the way back it was a little bit a little bit better but i think those five miles on the bike were the hardest for me out of all of the miles on the bike martin what about you same yeah i felt a lot of uh headwind you guys were right by each other on the bike so yeah so like yeah. as i was going in it was uh 20 six miles and then i see you pass on the way so i was like okay i'm four miles behind scott and then i saw you two miles like later two mi- so I was yeah. like, okay, i'm two miles behind kate and then um i was like okay well let's let's see how fast we can go on the way back <laughs> yeah for me i think the harder part was that first 20 miles i was just still beating myself up i did not do good about not comparing i was getting passed by all these dudes with like twenty thousand dollar bikes they're <laughs> And I, I did have a moment where I was like, dude, I'm getting passed by the fastest bikers in this race because we're at the front. So these guys were probably bad swimmers and they're phenomenal bikers and runners. So I kind of didn't let that hurt. But there were like people that were passing me that were like, they looked like they weren't as phenomenal. They definitely should have been faster than me. But I was like, come on, you can keep up with them. But I wasn't like pushing. And I passed the first porta potty at like mile 10 or 15. And I was like, bro, I really need to pee. I like, should have stopped. <laughs> I should have stopped. And I, I literally, I was looking for porta potties while I'm riding, but I couldn't go down to my arrow bars. And I was just, I kept my uh, heart rate as the thing I could see because I, I had screwed up my watch on the swim. So I was like, there's no point in seeing my time. Mm-hmm. So I was just watching my heart rate at 130, and I was like, okay, like I'm going. And I finally, I pull over, I peed, and I don't know exactly what I said to myself when I was like off the bike because I was so mad I had to get off the bike. But it was something along the lines of like, bro, you came out here to get mentally better, get a better relationship with your fitness, have fun, like do this and have fun. Like that's why I'm here. And that was like the big turning point for me. It was like, stop complaining. Stop telling yourself to quit. Stop dealing with this. Go out. Have a ton of fun. Look at the freaking ocean while you ride. Dude. And I was like, whatever my time is will be my time, but I'll finish this race. And then after that, dude, I don't know what happened. I got in a zone. I just got down to my arrow bars. I was cheering on the people around me. And then I got to the turnaround point and I was like, dude, like this is, this is it. Like I, easy, like let's go. And I was going and I, this is when I started passing people up until then I was getting passed. But then I started passing people and I was like, what the hell is going on? And this dude had like a fancy ass bike and like everything. He had that water hydration system. <laughs> He had everything and he, I hear him complaining and we're going up that hill that the last big hill before the turnaround, we're climbing it. 
and he's complaining to somebody and i'm like not passing him super fast but i hear him talking about the wind and i was like what the hell and he was like yeah dude we only went 18 down that hill we're going 27 right now climbing that same hill and i like clicked on my watch and i'm like what the hell we're going 27 <laughs> i don't know like why that changed it for me but like then knowing like wait there was wind i was upset because there was wind I had not even thought about it. Like, you guys knew about it before. I didn't even realize that there was a headwind. Then, boom, bro, I got my arrow bars, and I just started pumping, and I just David Goggins that shit. I saw people, and I was like, I'm going to take that dude's soul. And I'd spend, like, 10 minutes chasing that guy down. And then I'd go to pass him, and I'd cheer him on. I'd be like, don't slow down. Like, let's go. Until finally I found a guy that I was like, I'm going to take that dude's soul. I chased him for her. The remaining part of the race and when i finally caught him i turned to him and i was like dude i've been chasing you for like 20 miles and he's like oh shit man let's go and we were like going and we got stuck behind a guy who was going pretty slow at the end of the race and uh from there like the bike was done and i was like oh dude we're two-thirds of the way like all i have is a run like let's yeah, do it nice but it was that pee for me i don't know what it was whatever i said to myself when i got off the bike and then got back on that was the turning point Sean, what did you tell us about going to the bathroom in the race? Just pee on yourselves. I considered it. You can argue with me all day. You spend all this time training. You have a goal time. Just freaking pee on yourself. Deal with the shower later. I had soaked my spare pair of socks with that drink I had brought in your car. My bag was completely filled with that that carbo, uh, the like like, um, calories in my Mm -hmm. drink. So I didn't have a spare change of socks or I totally would have, I think. Well, and I remember... Dude, I was not going to run in my own pee socks. <laughs> I was no. in like the last 10 miles of the bike, and that's where it, it hit me that I needed to pee. And I remember Sean just saying, okay, you know, just coast and like just let it flow. And dude... And you gave me shit for even considering. I did. I did. And Before then, he was like, I'm going to get off the bike. I know, if I had to go. And then I was like, all right, dude. All right. Sean was right. You know, whatever. I'm going to try. Dude. The last 10 miles, however long that is, what, 35 minutes, I kept trying to find portions where I could coast. And I'm like, I'm telling my body, you motherfucker, get the fucking pee out. Just piss. And my body would not piss, dude. I I couldn't go. And I didn't go at all. So I'm like, dude, as the miles keep inching, I have to pee even even, like harder, dude. I was like, dude, I I have to get this out. And I'm like. I keep trying to like wiggle my body each different way during when coasting. And I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And then dude, I'd have to pedal again. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So we get to the transition and I just let it flow at transition, dude. There you go. I'm sw- I'm switching my, taking off my bike shoes. Oh, to wow. I, hope people, shoes. I hope people ran through that. Too. And, I, and I let it flow, it dude. Better. And I let it flow. I peed a second time <laughs> at transition. <laughs> I want you to know I peed at mile 20 of the bike. When I was at the running transition, I put on my running shoes, turned to a race official, said, where's the closest porta potty? They said, right there. I ran over, peed. Then I hit my run. Well, myself, I was about to... <laughs> I needed to pee maybe halfway to the bike. Maybe like after first quarter of the bike ride, I was like, oh, I think I need to go pee. But then I was like, eh, it's okay. I'm just going to hold it. And I was holding it. And I was holding it. It wasn't that bad. And then I transitioned to a run, and I was holding it. Then finished the race, and then I peed an hour later. You're you're insane. <laughs> Back to last week's podcast, Martin. What do you I say? Know, I hold it. it. I don't know. I say hold it. I and just then hold, I hold it, it and I hold it. That's it. I don't. I don't even know what to say to that. I don't. <laughs> 
It wasn't uh, painful though. It was just like a, you know, just like that first stage. I was just, I was stuck in the first stage of you wanted to pee. It wasn't like progressing, like oh, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. No, I was just stuck in the first. Oh, mine, mine would progress. No, mine, mine, that's what mine, mine got thirty seconds. You know? yeah. I was in pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah mine no, progressed. Martin I was not in pain. Talk first on the run. How did you feel entering the run? I saw you coming into the bike transition. I was like within the first mile or two of the run. I I want to hear your perspective of when you entered into your best portion of this race. Yes, actually, I was, when I was going down that hill on the last when there's like people and cheering you on and stuff. I was like, oh, I'm almost about to cry because I was like, man, I can't believe it's run. Oh my gosh, finally, I can <laughs> run. I can get on my feet. <laughs> I, I was so happy. I transitioned from bike to run, maybe like, it took me like a minute and a half. And then I was like, oh, actually, I'm not sure where to run. I was like, I asked the guy, hey, where do we run? Oh, this way. Okay, let me go. Let me go. And then I stopped. I was like, I thought there was a table with the nutrition. I'm like, let me get some nutrition. It's like, oh, no, it's a sunscreen. I don't care about the sunscreen. Let's just keep going. So I just started running. And then I was like, okay, now it's time to just find Scott, you know, on the trail. <laughs> find Scott or hunt? Hunt. Hunt, hunt. hunt. Yeah. hunt him. Down. Was hunting his freaking prey, dude. Cade, Cade you go next. Um... <clears throat> uh, obviously piss myself as, as i switch from a bike to the run That's how we start and i'm like all right it's out i'm i'm ready to go dude the minute the minute i start up that jog my low i dude and i could tell towards the end of my bike that my lower back was getting tight and i had it and i had a couple experiences in training with our bikes and brick runs where dude i when it, where it was supposed to be a brick run in training i i walked because dude my my back just felt like a freaking coiled spring just freaking packed together so i right after transition and starting that jog that's exactly how my back felt and i knew it was going to be a long fucking run for me dude that the run for me i thought the bike was going to be the most miserable part for me felt the best i've ever felt on the bike you know through training but the run and granted i was going into the run I don't think I had ran in two and a half weeks. Yeah, prior, you, you had stopped running for a bit. Prior to the race yeah. because, you know, I had injured my ankle and Achilles. So that was the biggest question mark for me. I was like, how is this run even going to feel with, you know, cold turkey in the run after two and a half weeks? But, dude, my back was freaking so tight from the start. And it was like that through the whole run. The run was, the run was tough for me, dude. Yeah. It was hard. Sean, what were your thoughts when you saw all three of us coming through that last transition? I, I mean, I've got to be honest. <clears throat> I, nothing was like shocking, surprising. It, it literally, the whole thing went as I had planned it out. You I, were I mean, lit up at those transitions. You were animated. <clears throat> it was beyond enjoyable to put together a plan for someone else and then for them to respect your plan and consistently do it and then watch them on their own do it like that's you know I've told you this that's I thrive on watching people accomplish their goals that I've somehow been a part of your families were there your wives were there your kids were there I mean like I love that stuff I was you know meeting your guys's family and all that it was just like cloud nine for me um, I, I honestly was not concerned about a single thing. I was just like, 
you know, yeah, maybe Cade had a, a rougher run or whatever, but like, let's be real. It really wasn't that rough of a run. Maybe you were tired, fatigued, hurt, sore, suffering, whatever it is. But in the end, like you still just were like, bink, 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 done. Like, like it, there were, there weren't like, oh, we cramped and had to stop. And we had, it just, all of you guys just like flowed right through. Boom. We all finished. We're done. Here's your medals. Oh, half iron man done. Nice. I don't think I've seen you in any transitions. What do you, you mean? Did you see me? <clears throat> there are videos of you from Sean's phone. Really? I'm not coaching Martin. He was anymore. just—he was just thinking about the swim, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was just the only about person the swim. I see sometimes. Where was my name, Martin? I was everywhere that I could possibly be, <laughs> okay. Martin. I, I was I there you. at the first transition. I saw you at every single one. Okay. And then, and then I ran with him the second one. I don't know where you were. I went to get the scooter so I could oh, okay, hunt okay, you guys okay, down okay. on the run. <laughs> um, you guys were too fast. But literally, oh, I had to go. take the scooter back. I was like, this isn't working. I know, I, I looked for you. I was like, how are these guys like at mile seven already? It's been like 20, anyways. So I went back and got it and then it worked out perfectly. You guys were coming in, blah, blah, blah. Then Cade came in right after. That was, I mean, that was it. There Going wasn't a on, single thing I'll, that I planned I'll that didn't share, happen. Here's, here was my perspective. I came in off the bike. At this point, I'm in a great spirit. I had no clue how fast I had gone on the bike or the swim. I had no clue. All I knew is my watch said 250. So I was like, okay, I'm already almost three hours into this race, plus a 40-minute swim was what I thought. So I was like, I'm missing my goal, but I'm going to go out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have fun on this run. I did not know Martin was behind me because I had expected Martin had passed to me when I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> I, that's literally where my head was. And so do you remember? I was jogging out of transition for my run and I turned to you and I'm running and I was talking my game because that's just how I deal with it. I have the whole thing on video. <laughs> and I was like, it's a cool running to your dad. <laughs> and uh, I'm like telling Sean, I want to go faster. I want to go faster. He's like, no, play it smart. Thank God you said that because I repeated that to myself a lot. But I was like, play it smart. Don't die. And then I turned back. I was already ahead of you guys and I go, hey, is Martin in front of me? And you guys were all like, no, he's behind you. Run! <laughs> the rest of the run, all I could think he's about coming. was coming Martin fast. running 7.30 minute pace. And if you On guys have hunt. not met Martin in person, he's a big dude. And it literally felt like I was being hunted. I was running like I was actually running for my life. We discussed this like 20 times. Like Martin's going to hunt you. You're going to come in front. Martin's going to hunt you. That's, that's literally going to happen. And it happened 100%. So like, I got... I got all the way through the first three miles were street running. Then there's a lot of like trails and stuff like that and dirt. And then you get back to mile three and you're pretty much back on a street and you're like ready to go. I told myself this whole training mile three or mile 10 through 13, I'm pushing it. I'm going as fast as I can. There's no excuses. I remember getting to mile 10. At this point, I had only walked one little hill so that I didn't bonk. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew Martin was within two miles because I didn't see him on the loop. And I saw Cade, so I was like, I know he's in front of Cade. Yep. I don't know where Martin is, but he's getting close. <laughs> and I literally, <laughs> I got to mile 10 and I'm like, let's go. And I start trying to run and I'm not going any faster. I'm like looking at my watch. I'm at like 820 or I'm at like 845 to nine minute pace. And I'm still at 845 to nine minute pace. And I was like, oh my God. And I, I'm like starting to cramp. And I was like, all right, I'm going to walk at this hill real quick at mile 10. And I was like, every time I walk, Martin's getting close. <laughs> At mile 11, 
Martin slaps my ass and goes, come on, bro, let's finish it. <laughs> and I look, and for the first time in my life, bro, I look at Martin and he's not smiling and not having a good time. And he looks at me and he's oh, like, he's let's go. And I'm like, let's go. And I took 10. Come on, Scott. Not even Love 10. Love you. I took not even 10 steps with you. And I said, Martin, anchor for us. Go finish. Go as fast as you can. And I was like, I'm going to try to keep up. Within a half mile, he was completely out of sight. It's so funny you say that too. Like the first time you you don't see Martin smiling because anytime in training, anytime because the way you you know kind of we pass each other on the race, both of you guys were like pumped up and stuff. That was the first time, same that I had seen Martin like not smiling. He looked like he was like fucking in the zone. So on the run, we see each other right, and I'm like, go fucking get it. And yeah, we gave each other a huge high five. I, Everybody like turned around. I, I, yeah, because we were yelling and screaming yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. else is freaking suffering. Focused. And I don't know how much it wasn't that much further. Martin, you know, I see Martin and Martin goes, how far away is he? <laughs> see, you had more information than me. <laughs> yeah, I was chasing him. Like, how far is he? Guilty. Go? I knew it. We pass and I'm Head like, Hunter. Go? And he's like, how far away is he? Is he close? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, look he, I'm like, he's right there, bro. Go get him. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I will tell you, bro. I was legitimately like, there was motivation that was not for finishing the race. It was that I was scared of getting caught by you. I don't know why. That's, uh, and when you. You so passed funny. me. That's so funny. When you passed yeah. me, I was so pumped for you. That feeling of like Martin's chasing me and like all that like you have to beat, you know, your run right now because you have to try to finish with Martin here. Like you passed me. It was like a, a blessing and a curse. The the benefit of being chased went away. But then all of a sudden the negotiation came in of like, well, you've missed your your goal. You're not gonna hit five thirty. So the difference of you coming in at 5.50 or 5.55, nobody will know the difference. I'm going to beat six hours. And I was like, Martin's already passed you. You're not going to be the first on the team, and that's okay. And I was already very proud of myself that I got out of the negative headspace. I think I was already pretty pumped that I had gotten past that. But those last three miles, bro, it was a lot of me like running slower and slower and trying to not walk and thinking like, dude, Martin was suffering. Like I got to at least put in the effort the result will be the result but at least keep running but i stopped to drink my waters and so every i don't know half mile i would get like you know 10 seconds of walking and every time i hit that little 10 seconds of walk i could hear martin go don't walk every time you walk you're not going to want to run and i was like okay that well, i mean that's how it was so for me <clears throat> we had dinner before the race and they asked you hey what should be my goal and he said oh just I don't know, just shoot for 150, 160, uh, you know, heart rate for the thing. So I was like, I was pushing on the bike and I'm like, hmm, it feels like I could push maybe a little harder, but I'm already at 150, 155. I'm just going to cruise like that. I cruise on the bike, try to keep my heart rate 150, 155. Uh, same thing on the run. You know, I started like at 720, 715. <laughs> Per mile pace, you're and I was insane. Like, oh, it's you 100. were faster than that. You were sub seven on your first ones, weren't that, you? Yeah. I think yeah. On the fr yeah, and your first like, two point one. It's like 160. I was like, okay, well, 160 is not bad. And then it just kind of kept going up a little bit. 165. So I slowed down. Then I got a cramp for a couple miles where I had to like run literally like hunched over, down, hunched over because I was like just way too much. And then I couldn't 
drink water, energy, like I didn't know like how to like intake fuel, but also like not worsen my cramp. And then on that loop, it's like, I didn't see you. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to run that loop. The loop was pretty tough. And then after that loop, I saw Cade. No, um, be- actually before the Cade, uh, before I saw Cade, it was kind of just downhill. And I was like going eight and a half. I'm like, hmm, it's five miles left. Let me go faster. So I started going like 720, 730 <laughs> all the way through. And then I was like, oh, that'll be so cool to like, catch you before the finish so we can finish either together that was i was in my mind or you like, hey, in first i'm no i'm gonna catch you like 12 13 mile right and then we're gonna finish together that'd be awesome uh but like just kind of get you know getting faster and faster and faster and then i finally saw you at like mile 11 i'm like hmm do i just run with you because no. i was like in my mind i was like oh it'd be cool to finish together as a teammate and everything else but then i'm like me personally, I was like, I wouldn't push the last three miles, two miles, right? Yeah, so you could like, see ah, how slow just, I was going. I'm just keep going. So I was like, and you told me to keep going. So I was like, okay, just finish the race. Yeah, I didn't want you to slow down because I knew how hard you had to have worked to catch me. And I was like, Martin's a really good runner. This is his best thing. And I was like, I didn't fucking slow down for him on the swim. And then from you to the finish line, I think I passed like 10, 15 people. <laughs> I believe it. because you. And were- everybody's like, oh, good work. Keep going, keep going. And there's one guy who's just going like this. Nothing better. Yeah, it was amazing. Freaking just like awesome, pass, dude. boom, boom, boom. It's like, so well, what was the, so slow. What was finishing like for you? Finish was amazing. Obviously suffering, breathing hard. Um, and then I was like, man, it'll be cool to just sprint the last, uh, like, whatever was left, right? But then it was downhill. And as I started getting faster and I was like 655 <laughs> pace, I started getting cramps. So I was like, ah, I don't want to just collapse on the finish. So I'm just going to, like, cruise that pace. So yeah. I just cruise, like, seven or whatever. Yeah. But what was, the f- what was the finish line like? Not physically, mentally. The people, your wife, your little girl. It was great. To be honest, I was just so thirsty. The first thing I wanted just water and Gatorade. Let's not talk about food or drink for like more than 30 seconds. <laughs> but it was great. It was great. <laughs> Finish. I was like, oh, it's great. We finished the race. It's sunshine. We're was in a beautiful it worth beach. It? Was it worth it? Yeah, it was definitely worth it. I got to mile 13 and I was really, really struggling. And I saw Kayla and Peter and they had walked up from the finish line and I was surprised to see him there. And they were like, you have to run. And I was like, why? I was like, I want, I literally, I said out loud, I want to die right now. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> and they were like, you have four minutes to get to the finish line to beat your goal. This whole race, I thought I was nowhere near finishing in time. I just told them, no, you guys have it wrong. Like, and, the, and Peter and Kayla were trying to tell me like, no, you're going to finish before 5.30. And I was fighting with them for like, couple like maybe 20 seconds and they just started running and they were like keep up slowpoke and they started running and i know they're not fast and i could not keep up with them and then all of a sudden some random dude on the sideline goes 200 yards to the finish line go and i hit that little downhill and the whole downhill i was like oh my god don't trip don't trip don't trip because i could not keep my legs in front of me and when i turn the corner and you still can't see the finish line i'm like how far away is this thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the video that I got, uh, somebody got of me, of me running on that sand, bro. You just see me like side to side. I'm like, there's no form at all. And I just remember like I hit the finish line and they were like, Scott Farrow, 526. And I was like, holy shit, they weren't lying. I really didn't know. I was believing them. Uh, you heard me yell, oh, 530, baby. 
I didn't know yeah. what my time was. I nice. thought I finished at 5.30. And awesome. so I was just pumped. I was like, and you were right there. And I, I was like, no freaking way. I was pumped. That's that was amazing, That's savage. Cade, I want to hear oh. yours. We have a couple minutes here, but <sighs> dude, you're a savage. Mile, uh, mile 12 comes up and Sean pops up like a fucking genie out of nowhere. I don't even know how he got there, but I fucking look over and, and Sean's there and he's like, I'm running this last, this last mile with you. I'm already in more pain than you are. I guarantee it, but I'm running this, I'm running this mile with you. This is a true statement. So it literally, so I'm approaching mile 12 and granted like in the bike, like you said, like it's, it's more, I don't know if it's motivating, but you have that sense of like, urgency a little bit when you have someone that you know that's hunting you so i already knew like you guys had finished i knew or i thought evan had been behind me i i didn't know what happened with evan right so i was kind of in this weird spot where i was like dude i have nobody to chase i know they're finished i've been hurting since the beginning of the run like i i I'm just going to freaking power through. Like, I wasn't like, dude, I'm going to crush these last three miles because they're the last three miles. I was just like, I need to fucking finish. But I come up on mile 12 and freaking Sean, dude, the entire time, he's just freaking yelling in my ear, you know, hyping me up for that last mile. And I was like, dude, that did wonders for me for the last mile. So from 12 to essentially 13.1 to the finish, Sean was running alongside me and I was like, dude, let's just freaking go. We're right there. That video is so savage that where it's like, Kate, are you in pain? I'm in pain. Are you suffering? I'm suffering. This is it. He's like, everyone's at the finish. (laughs) And I was like, dude, let's just freaking do it. And powering through to the finish, dude. And, I was having this conversation with our buddy Dylan yesterday, and I think at the finish, right, you have that split second of, you know, just the euphoria of finishing, right, and just being like, holy shit, just, we just fucking did that, you know what I mean? But then after that split second, it was like, dude, you know, we had this journey of all of this training and the process of, dude, building, you know, a, a brotherhood with Martin, having no friendship with Martin before. Yeah, not building, knowing Martin. Building a brotherhood with Sean, not knowing Sean before, right? Just like that process and the journey and having so much fucking fun through training to get to that point. And then that euphoria finishes and you're like, dude, okay. Uh, you know, all that led to this. This was, you know, fucking cool. But after that, I was like, Dude, it's done. Like what? I I literally thought to myself, like, what's kind of next after this? Because Sean, like, we, Sean gets, huh? Oh, he knows what's next. Sorry, Indian Wells. I think I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Martin and I both were very sick after we we went to get our bikes and there was food and stuff, and we were we neither of us were thinking about another no appetite, race. No, I was not ready for it. I was. It comes back pretty quick. Dude, you're a savage. That video is. That video was that me, yeah. That was whole, that was the cool. Whole, the whole thing was just like ten out of ten. I mean, we, we planned it, we executed it. It was, was just, awesome. It was a done deal, dudes. Right. <clears throat> All right. I'm not. I'm not letting this podcast go any longer because I don't want to get tied into another Iron Man on a podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, we'll do it after. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks for joining, Martin. Thanks. You're an absolute Good stud. Everyone, Sean, boys, everyone, thank you very too. much, bro. Freaking go. You guys, um, we will be back next week. Tune in to the Dig Endurance podcast. Yes. 
We're going on there this afternoon. It'll be up soon. We're going to look at it maybe from a different lens. But subscribe to the Dig Endurance podcast if you like this. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank you, gentlemen.